Calls, the Shabby Football Podcast. I'm Ryan, my co-host, AJ and Colt. We are in week seven of the NFL season, gentlemen. Uh, our guest, Iggy Gilbert. Uh, Patrick Pucci may join us later. Round of applause, boys. Round of applause, Colt. Welcome. Welcome. One all around. Iggy, you don't have to clap. You're, you're the guest here. There you go. Do- self-love. It all starts with self. Gotta love. Gotta love. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Big shall we football welcome to Iggy and potentially Patrick later. They will be joining us to examine week six in the NFL. And then we're going to divine week seven with a rousing precision. Uh, big change comes to the Shall We Football podcast. As far as structure goes, we'll discuss that later. You can find Iggy on the twitter.com at IDP underscore Iggy. Uh, he's an FF7 fan charity IDP World Bowl to support Kawasaki disease victims and families. Explain Kawasaki disease, please. Yeah, absolutely, man. We had a real scare when my daughter was about nine months, right about when COVID started. So I, I was working at a, a ski resort, one of the first places that had the results of that. And uh, we didn't know what was going on with my daughter. About eight eight days. So if you see somebody with like uh, your, particularly children, it's the leading acquired heart disease in developed nations. Odds are, if you're listening to this, you're probably in a developed nation. Um, so it's the leading acquired heart disease for children in developed nations. Uh, if you see hand swelling, peeling, irritable, won't sleep, won't eat, won't do anything, uh, seven days, you need to take your uh, you know your child or somebody else's child, and you say, hey, take it to the doctor because uh, it it swells the coronary artery, which leads to a, a clot right by the heart. And some people aren't as lucky. Some people have lifelong, you know, my daughter's fully functional. Okay. With her heart, went to the cardiologist and everything. But, uh, you know, before that, I thought Kawasaki was just like a dirt bike or a quad or something like that, you know, I'm, and I'm it's mentioned. actually yeah. a serious thing. Well, let's clap for the activism and for Iggy's daughter, gentlemen. Yeah. Good work, man. Thanks, Iggy. Good stuff. Excellent. Excellent things going on. Uh, he's also the creator of the FF seven podcast producer of jailhouse bets. Uh, do you have to be in jail to make those bets? I know, but our unit's a suit, man. You know, no, yeah. I don't pull no punches. You know, indigent to independent. Yeah, yeah. In, indigent to independent. No help. <laughs> I baby. like that. I like that. Uh, you can find him on Patreon. That's Iggy's Fantasy and Betting for players or Pine and more. Uh, host of a Twitter space, Half Baked TNF. Is that for Thursday night football, sir? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Mm, the great games of Thursday night football. <laughs> Hammer the under on Thursday night. It's presented by Wager Wire. He's also the writer of King Fantasy Sports at K Fantasy underscore sports on Twitter. Iggy, we have rules. You will attempt the pronunciation game at the end of this podcast. We will present the <laughs> Mac Oracle Award named after Michael McCorkle Mac Jones because obviously he's a former child model. Obvious, obviously. That's the main reason we love Mac Jones. Uh, he's also happens to be a national champion uh, and a first round draft pick. And his body is reminiscent of John Daly in the mid nineties. <laughs> We've changed the spelling to MC capital O R C A L in honor of AJ's former roommate and my former tenant Evans inability to spell literally anything. anything. Iggy, this is how we do things here. We're not here to make friends, human decency and puns, not tolerated name calling is required. Do not wait until people are done talking to opine. Keep it brisk. We have tiny bladders. All of us are working on some form of a dookie right now. Uh, no rules. Just right. Brokeback snake house. Uh, Gentlemen, are we ready to football? It's football. I'm right. At a high level. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about week six before we move on to week seven. We have four games in the hopper here. Jets, Packers, Giants, Ravens, Bucks, Stillers, Chiefs, and Bills. Let's start with the Jets and the Packers. Iggy, you, you have a Packers jersey, jersey, some sort of big giant G behind your head. Oh, yeah. That's that's the shrine over there. I got Lombardi watching over us. Mm. We got to watch those say. Uh, yeah, Brees Hall just dominated the game, man. Uh, Twenty carries, one sixteen. Was stiff arming the def- he was the, he was stiff arming all pros like they were JV players. Mm. <clears throat> the right guard got completely whooped for the Packers. Quentin Williams had a career game. I uh, can't remember exactly what all he had. Fourteen tackles. Uh, you know uh, that's quite a quite a bit for Quincy Williams coming up. And um, yeah, they just got completely outshowed, outcoached, outclassed, lost in the trenches. Um, and Brees Hall uh, showing that he's every everything uh, dynasty people thought he would be. Uh, so shout out to that. Everybody loved Brees Hall coming out of the draft, just wondering if the Jets would be able to maximize what uh, he was bringing in with him from Ames. It looks like Bob Sala and company have figured it out. Uh, Coulter, what did you see when you watched the, 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 the travesty that was this game for Green Bay? Well, the other side of the ball, Sar- Sauce Gardner, man. He's a stud. Good, good Lord. So his uh, shout out PFF on these stats, he allowed six targets, one catch for eight yards, three forced incompletions, a 39.6 passer rating against an 83.8 PFF grade. Uh, that dude's the truth and no doubt about it. I mean, 
he was just a menace. And I, I Rogers hasn't had time, even going back to that Giants game, like the line's struggling. I mean, Bakhtiari is back finally. He missed a lot of time. But it, what I saw was just these these receivers aren't good enough. And I think these teams are looking at Green Bay. Like we're going to load the box against Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon because, you know, okay, go ahead and beat us with Romeo Dubs. Um, these teams aren't really respecting the weapons is what I'm feeling. So uh, I, I don't – I'm a little perplexed with this Packers offense. Now on the other side of the ball, Zach Wilson, the Jets passing game is just horrific. You, you It's unwatchable. <laughs> And they choose, they look terrified to, uh, to let Zach Wilson throw. He was, he completed 10 passes on 18 attempts for 110 yards. Yeah. And yeah. And here's, get this too. One of the best sophomore wide receivers coming into this year, Elijah Moore didn't even have a target, but they, this, this is what they really want to do. This, this mold reminds me of a Shanahan uh, a la Bob Sala in the Shanahan coaching tree. It, it reminds me of like a 49ers win. They want to run the ball and play defense. Like if they must, they will let Zach Wilson throw it, but they look terrified of him. I mean, you look at Flacco is leading the league in passing attempts first couple of weeks of the season. That's true. You know, and now we've gone into a complete turtle shell of conservation with this offense. That is true. AJ, what did you see? So these are some of the notes that I made watching we this love game. notes. <clears throat> so like the offensive ineptitude in the beginning was pretty wild. Uh, Zach Wilson, I hope he learned some pocket awareness because it was very rough going in the beginning. It was actually pretty bad between him and Rogers. Pretty rough to watch. Um, three blocked kick punts in this game. Love that. That's fucking wild. Um, it was pretty much a sack party in the beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, I Like I said, I hope Wilson not only learns pocket awareness, but he needs to have an awareness of like the line to gain. There were he slid on a third down like a yard short when he had an open <laughs> field to, to get that third, to get that first down. He yeah. also then like shortly thereafter threw a pass an underneath pass may not all be his fault. Might be the route was broken off a little early, but he threw it to a guy um, that was covered uh, at least behind him where there wasn't any chance to turn up for a first down. And uh, he threw it short. So I'm hoping that Wilson gains these things because uh, it wasn't as bad as Daniel Jones this week where on the sacks, it, it's some of the ugliest backfield tackling I've ever seen because Daniel Jones sometimes looks like he has no idea what's going on. Zach Wilson was a little bit better than that. But at halftime, the Jets were 0 for 7 on third down and the Packers were 3 for 10 on third down that was around halftime. Um, I also want to say this. Braxton Berrios can boogie. <laughs> that was the the end around he had was pretty incredible. Uh, it, it looked like he was going to get stopped three or four times. Um, the guy can ball. Uh, hopefully it's just a crowded receiving core they have. So I wouldn't expect much from him, but that cat can ball um, from Greensboro, I believe. Correct. It, no, from Raleigh, from Raleigh. Really? Well, at least he, he played high school uh, football in Raleigh here. Yeah. Um, and then the, fourth down in the late second Rogers missed an open wide receiver which I find it a little bit it's kind of rare to find those things but just uh just over the outstretch arms of uh I think it was Dobbs Rogers potentially a little dinged up was shaking his hand trying to keep it warm throughout the course of this game something to keep an eye on through the week in the totality of this game outside of that the 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 running game for the Jets. It was like I watched this and I was like, the Packers should be way closer, potentially even winning this game. It was a more balanced attack, but the thing was that this the stats just don't lie. Um, the the Jets held up in terms of yardage. They had higher yards per play. Um, the only and and they didn't have a turnover. Uh, penalties were the same. Time of possession barely favored the Packers. And yet the exactly score, the same yardage also. Yeah, they did uh, 278 and the score is, is still 27 good. to 10. You can chalk that up to some special team stuff. <laughs> Another wild thing. The Jets only gained one one first down. They converted one third down all game long. Gross. And the Packers converted four. They were four of 16. The Jets were one of 11. This game was I Huge. have no earthly idea how they got to 37 total points. 
This is once again. For sure. And then yeah. the Packers get out coached in the second half, 24 points to seven. Uh, it's like the third week in a row I've seen the Packers get outplayed, outcoached, no adjustments from them, and just completely get dominated in the second half. They Matthew got ground Lafleur. to a they got ground to a pulp in the second half. The Jets, it's like Colt said, they turned they 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 went to that running game, and the Packers just were not ready for that kind of physicality late in the game. Yep, we have some exciting young coaching going on uh, in the NFL. What uh, what Bob Sala is doing in New York is is pretty special, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure I said during the off season that they they're doing some things that are exciting for Jets fans, at least. Their defense has a lot of great pieces. Um, if they can ever figure out anything offensively, that team may be something to behold in the next year or two. Good stuff from the, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 men in green in New York. Uh, let's go to the men in blue in New York here. Giants at Ravens. How in the hell, it was actually at, at New York, but how in the hell did the Giants beat the Ravens in this game? Iggy? <laughs> I mean, it's just... It seems like, I don't know, It's uh, Lamar made a couple mental mistakes and they just paid the price for it, man. You can't have your leader make those mistakes at the end uh, because they dominated another 10-point blown lead by the, the Ravens. You know, it's kind of sad that it's just a broken record at this point, um, you know, but they've got to be able to close out games. Harbaugh's a much better coach than that. Uh, you know, maybe he needs to take the ball out of Lamar's hands if you notice that he's shaky. Um, but at the same time, that's an MVP. How do you take the ball out of an MVP's hands? One of the most um, the gifted Giants athletes are, in the league, too. Yeah, one of the most gifted players in the NFL. And the Giants are doing something in the fourth quarter. You know, that's at least two weeks in a row they came back in the fourth quarter and put the game, uh, you know, when it mattered the most. You know, uh, mental toughness is a real part of the game that gets neglected. And it looks like the Giants are kind of exceeded. Dayball has uh, kind of brought some kind of mental toughness to them. Ryan Dayball is pretty remarkable in, in what he's been able to do in the last couple of years in the NFL. Like changing Josh Allen completely from what he was coming out of Wyoming into the Megatron athlete that he is now, the super accurate passer that he never showed uh, at Wyoming. Not once. Correct. And now doing the same thing with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, who is far less physically talented than Josh Allen and everybody had flat given up on. Not stellar numbers from Daniel Jones in this game, but efficient. Didn't turn the ball over. Saquon which is Barkley got his touches, which is nuts that yeah. he didn't turn the ball over. The, the fumbliest fumbler that ever fumbled is fumbling less. So they had towards and uh, Iggy talked about toughness here. They had two drives in the fourth quarter. One, one was about five or so minutes, 14 plays, which, uh, by the way, Daniel Jones did fumble. Ah, That's a shame. He did fumble. Poor Danny. Um, he's fumbling less though. That was my point. Yeah, he is fumbling less, but they had one play of 14 yards when it or 14, uh, 14 plays that was at a critical point. Um, I think that was in the third quarter, but then they had a 12 play touchdown drive a little later and following that was the interception. So Daniel Jones put them in a place, uh, 20 to 17, they were losing by three, but he got them there with sort of that weirdly efficient play that he shows sometimes. And that's when Lamar Jackson proceeded to give the game away. But prior to that, I mean, they actually came back and put themselves in the position to capitalize on any Lamar Jackson mistake. If they wouldn't have gone on those long, you know, lengthy drives in terms of time taken up and the amount of plays, they're not in a position to uh, to make that to capitalize on any Lamar Jackson mistakes. And frankly, with less pressure, Lamar Jackson is like is less, much less likely to make those kinds of mistakes. Yeah, that's true. Coulter, what are you seeing in this game here, bud? Well, so your Russell Wilson take, Ryan, that mm -hmm. he's, you know, astonishingly fine. Ag aggressively. Aggressively Aggress mediocre. Aggressively yeah. mediocre. See, that's kind of where I've landed on Lamar. He's a gifted athlete, no doubt about it. Like, he's one of the top athletes in the game all around. However, I think this is more of the real Lamar Jackson that we've seen the last three weeks throwing the ball than the first two weeks where he just blew up. And I knew he would come back to earth. Um, I, I had a sneaky feeling we were picking these games last week that uh, the Giants would somehow win this game in the uh, the Meadowlands. You didn't but pick them, Colt. I, I know. I did not. I did not. My gut told me yes, but my uh, uh, stupidity said, go ahead and take the Ravens. Um, I mean, obviously, Saquon Barkley is the engine of this team. 
having him at full health is just, he's a game breaker. And he went for 22 carries, 83 yards and a touchdown. And that very heady, much to the chagrin of fantasy managers going down on the goal line to ice the game. That was, uh, that was super smart. Uh, we got Daniel Bellinger getting a bit of run. He was at, a, a, I believe, 82% route participation. So he's a full-time player out there. And he caught a touchdown. Wondell Robinson, three for 37 and a touchdown, his first game uh, off the injury this year. And uh, he he was only involved in about 30, 23% of snaps. Sorry. Uh, but I look for him to be the uh, leading receiver on this team going forward. And they play a pretty, a pretty clean game. Daniel Jones has been much better this year than he has been with turning the ball over. Um, I think he's doing what he's asked and Dayball has some trust in him. You know, I feel like the jets, like I just said, they're terrified of Zach Wilson. Uh, the bears look terrified of Justin Fields and Dayball's given Jones a little leash. I mean, they're not blowing up the stashy offensively, uh, but it's exciting to see, man. And um, that interception at the end of the game, I think Dayball has just, He's got these guys rallied to play each and every week, and I never thought we'd be thinking about the uh, Giants at 5-1 and one going into uh, week seven. And on the Ravens side, man, they, they need receivers. Yeah. <laughs> they, they need receivers. Just dude. signed Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, Corpse that's not going to help. Yeah, that'll, gonna... that'll do it. That's all that's I need. year old D-Jax. I saw that this evening. I'm just like, sheesh, man. This is, yeah. not, Cold. This is not how you do it. I, I'm, the Giants, go ahead. I'm a, I'm aggressively in disagreement about Lamar Jackson being like the Russell Wilson type of mediocre. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree with disagree yeah, with that as well. Yeah, okay. they they outplayed the Giants everywhere on offense. Yeah. 406 to 238 I, I, the, on in the, in the range of yards, seven yards per play to the Giants, 3.8. Uh, they rushed for 8.8 yards a carry, uh, even though they ran less plays than the Giants. And they had less time of possession. I think this is one of those things where you take the good with the bad. And this is going to happen from time to time with Lamar yeah. Jackson. And you take, yeah, you take the good with the bad here. I think I still think he's one of the best playmakers the league has to offer. And You're right he, he just, he just shot himself in the foot towards the end of this. I think if this happens too much, we have, you know, we're going to have a, a big problem in Baltimore, but I think this is just, you know, you just wash your hands and go on to the next week. Yeah, you kind of throw it away. I, I get it. And and maybe that takes a little too bold saying that, that I think Lamar is just kind of average. Um, I mean, he, he's a big play waiting to happen with a ball in his hands, given a, a play action 270 spin move roll out, whatever. It, it was a full week. 360, I, I know, uh, I just, but it was uh, it was broken up into pieces. <laughs> But uh, an interesting funny. stat, too, is the tight ends are the leading receivers of this game. Yes. Bellinger had 38, five catches, led the team. Mark Andrews, of course, seven for 106. But then the second leading receiver for the Ravens was uh, likely with 30 yards. Only Wondell Robinson had more, who was a wide receiver on either team. So it's kind of validated. No, there you go. Yeah. So, That's a great um, point, Iggy. Those yeah. mighty Chanticleers. The Ravens run out of their tight ends. And how about Kenyon Drake? Yeah. yeah. What, what a day, man. Gee, on 10 carries? Yeah. Yeah, almost 12 yards a touch. And then Lamar Jackson was a- averaging 11 yards a touch. Pretty yeah. fine and dandy. Uh, Brian Dable's turning these games into Big Ten matchups that are miserable to watch. Yeah. And then figuring out ways to win at the end. Uh, they also have an opportunity to do that going forward. Their schedule is relatively weak until they play the Cowboys. Uh, that would be on Thanksgiving Day. They have the Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions, and then the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. So they could potentially roll through this bad boy at nine and one. Oh, my God. <laughs> the nine and one New York football giants. Prepare to tell your children about that. Uh, yeah, I know. That's going to be quite interesting as well. I mean, and then they'll still be in second to the t- 10 and 0 Eagles or no? I, I haven't seen the Eagles schedule, but that is a grotesque display by the schedule makers allowing this team to provide their fan base so much false hope i would be i would rather be forced to describe to children sex anatomically correct than try to explain to them how the giants got to where they are right now yeah it's easier to explain for sure it is way easier to explain yeah i have i have i have uh experience with the first i have zero experience 
with the Giants being good at football, at least you don't for the have to brag. You don't have to brag about your sex having. <laughs> I, I have. Yeah, I have sex. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, you want me to yell it? Iggy has a kid. He, he has he has proof. <laughs> That's true. I have, I have a I have a I do have a dog. You have a sock that sock that walks up and moves around, too, because you're watching Devonte Smith highlights all the time. Mm hmm. You know how that goes. Move on. Let's go to Pittsburgh. Bucks and Steelers. Uh, what happened, AJ? This is your team. Um, it, it's this. This is very similar to me to the Giants Ravens game. Uh, I the Steelers buckled down in the red zone when it got important, and they just they were a sieve for the most part. Otherwise, <laughs> um, it was only. The yard differential wasn't that wasn't that big. Neither was the yards per play. Steelers actually did better on third down. But watching this game, it some of the throws that Trubisky made were I have no earthly idea how they got to where they were supposed to get to. And he doesn't have the track record. Tom Brady does of making those throws consistently. Mitch Trubisky, I have no idea how he made some of those sideline sideline throws on the run. But we've said we've heard it before from from a couple of guests on our podcast that Mitch Trubisky does his best work when the play breaks down or when he's on the move. Yeah. And that seemed to be the case. Kenny Pickett gets hurt. Um, the Steelers running game uh, still fairly inept uh, alongside the Buccaneers. We're averaging under three yards a carry for both teams. Gross. Yeah. Um, this, it, it, it was ugly. It was extremely ugly the way this, the Steelers pulled this one out. But um, I think they, they like every aspect of the way the Steelers played was tough, which is seemingly out of nowhere. Claypool played tough all game. Also seemingly out of nowhere. I this is this is a tough one to comprehend, and I feel like this is an anomaly, but we'll see. So how concerned are we fantasy gentlemen about this Buccaneers offense, not just Brady, but the playmakers as well? I knew it was going to be kind of rough once Jensen went away. Once you lose a starting center, it kind of changes a lot. You know, people yeah. don't want to know that, but that's oh, the yeah. truth. AJ appreciates the thick boys. <laughs> that was my first thought, too, is the offensive line. We knew this offensive line was nowhere close to being what it has been the last couple well, of years. Well, yeah, you know, they yeah. lost Kappa, and then Marpet retires. I mean, you cannot, there's, you know, if you don't bring anyone new in of that caliber, you know, the offensive line is going to suffer. And clearly, you know, obviously losing Jensen didn't help to injury, but they, uh, they have an entirely new interior offensive line. Tommy was hollering at him, too. Yeah, he was pissed. Yeah, he's yelling <coughs> at him. He was under siege all day, man. I mean, yeah. Pittsburgh was down three starting corners and three starting corners and no Mika Fitzpatrick. So, you know, our boy, Coach Craig, he was even saying his uh, his DFS core picks stack Brady and Evans. I mean, we were all on this Tampa Bay passing game and for good reason. I mean, I, I, I had a lot of exposure in fantasy and it, it just didn't happen, man. Brady didn't have time. I think he completed one pass over 20 yards, which was in triple coverage to Godwin. And somehow he made the catch and came down with it, taking a hit. I mean, <laughs> they they had miracle plays. Uh, Miles Jack tipping that ball early in the game. That was a sure touchdown to Cam oh, yeah. Brate. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, I want to highlight Boswell's dink and dunk early. That was epic. Uh, it was almost as bad as Justin Tucker's bang heard round the world on his. Mm, on that was a, noisy. That was that was audible for like all viewers. It made a very loud sound. Um, that's what happens. This is sort of like if a tree falls in the woods. That's what happens when Justin Tucker misses a kick. Everyone in the world knows. Everyone watching the game knows because it boings off of the uprights. Now, with authority, yes. With authority. Boswell did that, but his fell in, whereas Justin Tucker's just sort of vanished into the ether, I guess. It, it evaporated as soon as it hit the upright. It hit it so hard. Uh, I also want to highlight that Steelers fans were booing some of the play calling, as is our tradition. Yep. Um, Devin Bush stepped up huge at the end of this game. These these guys were just making plays when they absolutely needed to be made, whereas um, sort of issuing that throughout the rest of the game. Mm, what a word. Yeah. Uh, do, do the Steelers break their non-losing season streak this year? Yes. Absolutely. I think so, too. This is a bad we, football team. Do we yeah, think uh, Pickett can get back team. next week? It was a concussion, I believe. So with the way the NFL's 
kid gloving these uh, protocols even more these days. I kind of not sure. What do you think, AJ? Uh, I don't know. I hope he's back. I don't know who I act. The more important question is obviously outside of his health. The more important question is who, you know, do we want Kenny Pickett back? Mitch I'd Trubisky, rather see he had 91.2 rating, man. QBR yeah. nine for 12, 144. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit hard to argue with coming in towards the end of the game and getting it done like that. Yeah. But where has he been all five weeks prior though? You know, it's like, just pick it, pick Kenny, it, jump back Kenny in. Pick it. Had a QBR of 21.7, Colt. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I don't know. Um, this is, I mean, chalk it up to growing pains and a, at least at some points, tough Tampa Bay defense. But I don't know. Um, the uh, Mitch Trubisky just made it very difficult. Um, made this a, you know, a quarterback race again. Love that. Mitchell out and running. Uh, let's go to a more competitive football game. Chiefs at Bills. It's Bills at Chiefs. It was in Arrowhead. Uh, man, the Bills look so good. And the Chiefs didn't do anything to make them look not good. What are we thinking? The Bills can't be stopped uh, so unless, they, unless they stop themselves. I mean, Mahomes didn't do terrible. Uh, you know, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire not stepping it up in the run game. But, I mean, you're just going to have to pick your poison with Buffalo. Like, he's gonna, somebody's going to get open and – Josh Allen's going to find them (laughs) and that's going to be hard to stop for the rest of the season. Yep. Here's, here's some wild shit. This game was so even, even by the numbers, third down efficiency. They were both four of 11 Um, total drives, both 10 Uh, the passing yards, three eighteen to three nineteen yards per pass, 7.8 to 7.4. And frankly, you don't even need to know which team I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, They each had a turnover. uh, The, Chiefs had two of them. Time of possession, 31-28 to 28-32. Passing first downs, 18 to 16. Um, Rushing was the main difference in this. The Bills got it going. The Chiefs obviously could not. What uh, Iggy touched on with uh, CEH. I think that that was the main difference in this game was the Bills' Bills ability to to run the football, whereas the uh, Chiefs still haven't figured out that that part of the game, and this wasn't even Josh Allen going absolutely apeshit. He only had 32 yards. This was not Josh Allen's legs bailing them out left and right. Yeah. Uh, Devin Singletary had him had himself a nice game. Yeah, he did 85 yards, 17 mm-hmm. carries. What what's going on? Um, I don't have anything else with this game, honestly. The, the, these these two teams are both really really good, and we're going to see this game again probably in Buffalo uh, in late January. I will say this. Um, the Chiefs managed nine quarterback hits on um, – I'm sorry, the Bills uh, added nine quarterback hits, three sacks. Uh, point is, they were in the backfield significantly more than the Chiefs were in the Bills' backfield. Yeah. Gentlemen, we have been ripping on the Bills' offensive line for some time now. They've been um, good this year. I feel like they've been coming together. They've been very good this year. I haven't had to say anything bad about them. They've been excellent. Uh, Ryan, Ryan no- go ahead, bud. I was about to say Von Miller is on a freaking tear. Uh, I believe five sacks through six games so far this season. Six, baby. Six sacks in six games, one per. Uh, he's been absolutely on one. Starting in week one, he's just been he's been tearing it up. They they needed that. They had you know they had added a lot to the defensive line over the past year, starting with Ed Oliver and then AJ Vanessa and this. Um, this past year, they added. Why am I drawing a blank on this? Um, Greg Rousseau, excuse me, from Miami. Yeah. Uh, they've invested a lot, but uh, some about having a tried and true vet like Von Miller coming in. Um, I think. I, I think it, it's the. This is literally the same exact. Um, this is the same exact thing that happened whenever Von Miller joined the Rams. Yep, taking the defense to a new level uh, that he's doing with the Bills right now. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I have something for you. Oh, dude, I brought you a, I brought you a gift. Is that the, that bottom line there? Talk to me about Bailey Zappi. Boys, do we have a quarterback Versus controversy brewing? Zap to the Foxborough future. Hell yeah. Versus McCorkle Jones. I think we may have us a little quarterback controversy going on up in New England. Bailey Zappi looks legit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He looks good, good man. <laughs> Don't Iggy question my, it. Lean into it. Yeah. I, I, Iggy, am I wrong? 
Absolutely not. And uh, uh, Bill Belichick moved on from Drew Bledsoe, who took his team to a Super Bowl, to Tom Brady, who not too many people knew about. So I don't see why it would be different from going from Jones to uh, to Zappy, man, Zippy. Bailey Zappy out of Western Kentucky, out there slanging the rock. Formerly 300 yards. Go on. Houston Baptist. Houston Baptist followed his head coach to Western. They run a wide open offense. How many touchdown passes did he throw his senior year of high school or his in, of college in Western Kentucky? I believe it was 50. I believe it was 62. 62. My <laughs> Chrysler <laughs> Cross. I don't care what level of football you play. You throw 60, 62 tutters. You can play on my football team. Yeah, man. Like Any 800 yards. Uh, I, I really like Bailey Zappi. He sees the field well. He distributes the ball well. It's nothing against Mac Jones. He does those things too. Uh, I think Bailey Zappi provides a little bit more spark. Uh, potentially our sweet boy, Mac Jones. Uh, he's he going to get back on the field or he's about to get uh, Wally pipped. Yep. Yikers. Listen, I, I, I think that this is Bailey Zappi's job to lose. I do too. You do. I do, I do think this is Bailey Zappi's job to lose. That doesn't mean we're going to change the name of the award. It'll of forever not. and uh, always be the McCorkle <laughs> Award, and I think it gains credibility if Mac Jones loses his job. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, do, do we really think Wild Bill is going to stick with with Bailey Zappi? Absolutely, I do too. Ride the hot hand. I, I don't. I mean. Will we see? I, I think we'll see next week that this isn't a hot hand. This guy's just very this good. This just at NFL is what football. he is. Yeah, man, I love that. And what a name for an NFL quarterback as well. Zap to the I future. Agree. Bailey Zappy. All right, boys, let's move on. We're going to get to a break very quickly. Uh, we'll talk about week seven when we come back. Big news as far as podcast structure. Henceforth, we will no longer be picking all games against the spread on air. Instead, we will simply be discussing select games with our beloved guests. Please respect our privacy while we take time with Tom Brady's family because he's very busy and doesn't have time for his own family. Uh, our final records, at least that we're going to have on our on-air picks, we're still going to compile our record throughout the regular season. We'll update those weekly as well. Uh, that would be Ryan 48, 44 and three Coulter 45, 47 and three. AJ 39, 53 and three and our guests at 44, 48 and three boys. That is three years in a row. I do believe that dominated Jolligan. Yeah. Us. Okay. That's, that's very good. Mm -hmm. uh, we do, we do have a podcast to do, so please proceed. I was trying to gloat. I'll gloat off air. You maybe, maybe gloat after you've chewed your food. I'll continue to chew my food. I have won that right. All right. NFL week seven. We're talking about the Atlanta Falcons in week seven, boys. That, that was very Jim Mora sounding of you. It was, wasn't it? Uh-huh. I went higher register a little bit. I felt good about it. Uh, why are we talking about the Falcons in week seven, AJ? The Falcons have been competitive in every game they've played. And the Bengals are a bit vulnerable. I think the Falcons are actually a sneaky, decent football team. I think it's a less talented Giants in terms of what they bring, but the same type of intensity week in and week out playing competitive games. How did that make you feel? I feel great. Actually, no, I'm very <laughs> uncertain about this, but I do think, I do think the Falcons, um, rem they remind me of the way the Giants play in that sure. it's, in it's inspired. Sure. Uh, and they, they've, they've played... Every game tough this year. They have played, uh, they lost by one, 27 26 to the Saints. They lost 31 27 to the Rams. They lost, they won 27 23 to the Seahawks. They won 23 20 to the Browns. They lost 21 15 at Tampa Bay. And then inexplicably, they beat the 49ers 28 to 14. Yep. Up by two touchdowns the whole game, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have had previous guests bemoaning Arthur Smith, mainly because your fantasy football team suffered greatly. What say you, Iggy, about Arthur Smith? I love his passion. I think he's a little bit got like, uh, you know, he's a little scrutinized too much, in my opinion. Uh, he's still like, uh, if you will, on a rookie contract. Uh, so I think uh, the Falcons can do quite a bit. I think people gave up on Mariota. So I think it's kind of a, a good fit for the main rel relationship that has to work. 
in the NFL, which is head coach and quarterback. And, uh, you know, they got some playmakers on defense. So, uh, you know, A.J. Terrell's good. Casey Hayward's good. Once Michael Walker comes back, he's good. Grady Jarrett is so good. They have to give a penalty and yep. talk about him, you know. So, uh, <laughs> you know, for whatever it's worth. I mean, and they're, get, they're getting 24.3 points a game. That's pretty good in the NFL. You know, that's, you know. Yeah. You can't really ask for much more than that. That will win you football games. Seventh most in the NFL right now. That will yeah. win you football contest, gentlemen. Culture. Absolutely. I agree with what you guys are saying, man. It's it, Arthur Smith. He he's a little too scrutinized. The Falcons aren't sexy, but they're gritty and they're competing a lot more than I thought they would this year. Um, they, I think they're a little outmatched here against Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati started to find their rhythm a little bit offensively last week in New Orleans. Um, in that explosion chase game that I knew was looming, uh, it, it finally happened. T. Higgins played. I think about 83% of the snaps. So he was relatively healthy. Uh, he didn't have to leave the game like he did uh, in week five and do nothing but stand on the sideline. Um, I think the, uh, the, I'm not saying the Falcons won't cover because they're undefeated against the spread all season, but I think this is the Bengals game to win. And so we actually saw Zach Taylor get away from the run a little bit last week for one of the first times all year, because I think Mixon had four rushing attempts in the second half because they were trailing. And I think the play calling was a little better last week than I've seen from Zach Taylor. Like I said before, I think that there's a uh, consensus opinion that Zach Taylor is a great head coach for the job, but maybe not the right offensive play caller from what we've seen so far. So I think the, the Bengals found a little more offense here. I do think that uh, the Falcons, like he said, they do have some defensive stars. I think A.J. Terrell is is proven to be a little beatable this year. I believe he has seven touchdowns scored against him on the season. So he he is um, – he does have he's some uh, – he, He's gettable, exactly. Um, and I'm not sure how Atlanta covers Chase and Higgins. And Casey Hayward – Great veteran signing for them, too. Good player. Uh, not that we're picking him. Like, you know, we changed format and all. But I, I, I'm i excited to watch this game. I'm a lot more excited to watch this game than I would be last year because you want to talk about unwatchable football, a Matt Ryan-led Falcons team. Holy smokes. I, I, that, that was just insufferable, man. Uh, unfortunately, bud, Casey Hayward is on the IR. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Casey Hayward Oops. not going to play. That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Bengals are favored by six, heavily favored, but the Falcons are six and zero, oh, I believe, against the spread. The Falcon, I think the Falcons cover this easily. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Um, look, Colts right. The Bengals, um, just like you know, I talked about the Falcons playing um, playing competitively all year. Uh, even in the Bengals' losses, uh, they have been like. Uh, likewise competitive uh, lost to the Steelers was 23 20 lost to the Cowboys who are better than we thought is 2017. And then they lost by two to the Ravens. They spanked the jets and the dolphins who were finding out are now both the dolphins good. were yeah, both good. And then um, they had to rally to beat the, uh, to beat the saints or the saints kind of shot themselves. Yeah. In the foot a little and bit. I think but, that was an MVP caliber performance from Burrow. Um, because he took a lot of shots. I mean, that line's still coming together, but he played an MVP level in that game. Joe Burrow confirmed good football. Hot take. Mm. That, that's the fourth or fifth this year hot take that we've made. Yeah, that I mean, is scorching. He, he hasn't been playing quite to that level for most of the season, in my yeah. opinion. I Joe mean, Burrow's in flashes, stud. but he, he was huge in New Orleans. Joe Burrow's a stud. All right, Giants at Jaguars. We're talking about the Jaguars and the Giants in week seven. Who Sweet knew Christ alive? <laughs> what are we fucking doing in here? <laughs> Granted, this week's slate is a pile of steaming garbage. Capital B bad. Yeah, you got Buffalo, Los Angeles, Minnesota, Philadelphia all on the bye. Get them out of your lineup. Get them out yeah. of there. Yeah. Get them out of there. Uh, can we talk about the Jaguars briefly, gentlemen? Do we have Absolutely. to? Uh, briefly. Yeah. <laughs> it is. They are playing in this. Let's keep game, it brisk. Is what's being reported. <laughs> One thing yeah. I want to say about the Jags is I feel like we're continuing to see TN trend up. Um, he's he's getting a lot of the like pretty much all the long down and distance and third down and all that stuff. And he he looks far more explosive than James Robinson at this point, which is 
kind of cool, kind of not, because, you know, the, the success story that James Robinson has been, at least the first three weeks of the season coming off the ACL, he looked great. Uh, but it looks like a steady changing of the guard as we kind of thought it might be. Uh, ETN looks a little, he looks a little timid out there at times, but he does look explosive. So I'm, I'm encouraged to watch the Jags to watch ETN. <laughs> it's nothing else. Gentlemen, they're favored by three in this they game. Are. Yeah. And as per ESPN, 75% of people, 72.5% of people are taking the Jags. I don't like uh, that. Trevor Lawrence has been sneaky good. Yes. Like yeah. sneaky, sneaky good. Uh, 1,300 yards passing so far in the year, which isn't wonderful, but it's not bad. Yeah. Nine touchdowns, four picks. Trevor Lawrence may be figuring that a little bit. Well, you can say he's certainly improved. Let's do that. Here's here's no, a fun stat. Um, Trevor Lawrence from a clean pocket, his passer rating is 110.7. Uh, passer rating under pressure, 37.8. Not great. Perhaps yeah, they yeah. should draft an offensive lineman. Yeah. That would yeah. be a novel just, idea. Just a thought. And get this, per PFF on the other side of the ball, Daniel Jones in a clean pocket, 93.9. Under pressure, 84.2. Huh, not a big job. Who yeah. would you rather have? Who would you rather have for fantasy this week? T-Law or Danny Pesos? <laughs> give me t- Danny. Give me T-Law. Yeah, I'm going T Law too, man. By by a nose. They got beautiful hair. They both can get you a rushing touchdown, potentially. Beautiful hair on on Trevor Lawrence. This team has been, it's been a wild ride with the Jaguars this year. So they lose to the Commanders. Same old Jags, right? Our beloved Red Hawks. I am so, so sorry about that. That Um, (laughs) Yeah, that is on me. God, I'm so sorry. Um, then they shut out the Colts. We're thinking, okay, the Colts, you know, Jonathan Taylor, the Colts may Matt stink. Ryan, the Colts might stink, uh, but we know that now. Uh, we were thinking, you know, it was the second game of the season. We're thinking, oh, it's Jonathan Taylor. It's the Colts defense. Got some playmakers, blah, blah, blah. We're thinking, wow, good, uh, decent win at least. And then they spank the Chargers, and we're thinking Chargers are good. Now the Jags must be good. And then we proceed to lose four games in a row uh, by Great. eight, by eight to the Eagles, by seven, losing 13 to six at home against the Texans and then losing by a touchdown in Indianapolis. Um, not great. Well, they lost three straight after that. But yeah, um, what, it, this has been a roller coaster in terms of the perception of this team, of this organization. It's been wild this year. We thought they were. You know, they had broken through, especially after they spanked week LA. three. Yeah. Yeah. I was convinced that they were back. This this, this season has been absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. It has. I, I think it's easy to jump the gun prematurely on, on the Jaguars being back or whatever, um, considering how much of a mess they were last year, starting from the top down. It's going to take a while to to truly get that franchise back on the correct path to doing good things. I think they are starting to take a turn for the better, but Jags fans, just be patient. It's going to take at least a year to figure this thing out. They have some signs to be encouraged, though, and that's very exciting. Yeah, they need to do a little more to that offensive line. Brandon Scherf is getting past his prime. That's the best offensive lineman they have. Uh, This defense has been built well. Um, and I, I think, uh, you know, I think we've seen what we've seen from Trayvon Walker and, you know, it looks like this guy's going to pan out. Um, if he can stop doing dumb shit. Well, that sort of goes for all, all, um, all sec bound or, uh, sec, SEC bread. Uh, yeah. Sec bread, uh, defensive players, but they've yeah. got young guys across the board, you know, Devin Lloyd, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, uh, yep. Tyson Campbell. Andre Cisco, young guys. Yep. I got a question for you guys. Yes, please. Uh, what is going on with Kadarius Tony? What what do we think he even sees the field this year? Because both of his freaking hamstrings are hurt. Like it is this just uh that makes it hard to do stuff. You know what coaches say? If you have two <laughs> hamstrings, you don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh I don't Man. I don't know if his attitude's there. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Body. Are they are they taking care of his body, you know? Yeah. Like, 
are, are the hamstrings just being pushed a little harder? Like I'm hurt. I can't go. Like, I don't give a fuck basically in his head, you know, <laughs> well, out, of, out of favor with the, the coaching case, staff. I'm fairly certain Brian Dable's also not going to give a fuck. Exactly. Do we think he's on this team by years in? Years he in, won- yes. Next year, probably not. Okay. This is uh, if his rookie contract is up. Yeah, it's I don't know not, how much his rookie oh, he's contract is. He's a first-round pick. definitely not up. Is no, yeah, it's not. Uh, it depends on how much second year. Well, I don't see them taking his uh, his last year option. No, no way. But I'm just wondering if you guys think there is any life to be had for Tony this year in this offense, man. I think it would, it would be fun. It would be fun to have him out there, but I just I don't see it. If he knew how to run routes, it would be very fun. That would be better. Yeah. Well, I mean, from the, all in, here's the Wandale. From everything that I've heard, he's not much of a route runner. That, that's the thing. The Giants wide receivers, it's wide open. I mean, Wandale should be. Well, you, you know, that's the wide receiver they drafted. Not too many of these other wide receivers are coming in that they drafted. But right now, Richie James is the leading receiver with 19 receptions and 189 yards in six games, gross. six weeks of the NFL. Oof, that is, so I mean, gross. the Jaguars own every statistical category uh, uh, against the Giants except rushing yards per game, which is obviously because of Saquon. Yeah. Um, but that's yucky. God forbid that's- if Saquon goes down, this team is in serious trouble. Are we yeah, regressing Jamar- as a league? Between the Jets, the Giants, the 49ers. No, I, I don't think regression is, are we, is the right word. Not regression. Are, there's are, definitely like a baton tossing. Like Brady's on his way out. Uh, Rodgers is on his way out. You know, Big Ben went out last year. Like, you know, in the AFC alone, you got to go back, you know, before Mahomes, you have to go back a good ways to get out of the Flacco, uh, Tom Brady, Big Ben, and Peyton Manning yeah. championship. We- we are in a transitional period that's going to look pretty ugly for a year or two. Are we see? Are we going back to the old template of run the ball and play play good red zone defense? The I red zone not, defense. that's boring as yeah. shit. Oh, it's boring think... as shit. Absolutely. Are we turning into the Big Ten? I fucking no, there's hope. There's no fullbacks. There's no fullbacks really. In not the yet. No, I don't think so. Bring Kyle. back fullbacks. Kyle Usechek for life. But you don't want the run game. You got to make up your mind here. That's I know. I want. Be. I want the Big Twelve. Is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> or or the modern day SEC. Well, we're gonna get to see uh, that exact juxtaposition of offensive styles when Kansas City travels to San Francisco. Ryan. Yes, we are. That is a beautiful transition. That's a professional podcasting segue. AJ, well done. You're well welcome. done. Yeah, uh, the Chiefs are bringing that high-flying offense to San Francisco. Fucking uh, favored by three yep. are the Chiefs in this game. Yeah. Uh, That's well, it. That's that, it. That seems uh, conservative, boys. Yeah. What are we thinking? It's very conservative line. I do want to mention one thing. Geno Smith leads the league in completion percentage. <laughs> yeah. West Virginia like shout out. Yeah, I think we that. should update. Uh, on this podcast every week that Geno Smith continues to lead the NFL in completion percentage. Okay. Yeah. yeah 74% of his, his pass is complete. I just wanted the, the world to know. He's good. Pete Carroll's a great coach. <laughs> Pete Carroll's a great coach. We well, can continue now. My God, how, how the, the tides, how the tides have turned. Uh, Pete Carroll was a bad coach last year and he oh, is yeah. now a good coach again. Yeah, I think his uh, talent is showing. As, as far as this game, man, the 49ers have two of their starters that they had to begin the uh, begin the year with on defense. Two, yeah, yeah two out of eleven. So yeah, you're not rocking it. You're rocking at about a 25 percent of your roster on that side. Um, so that's going to be a problem. Mahomes and Reed and Eric Bimini are going to expose that, and Garoppolo is not going to be able to catch up. So that's kind of my two cents about the game in a nutshell. Yeah, Chris right. Jones made totally agree. In, in Jimmy Garoppolo's lap. Yeah, I think the the not hit so hard by injuries. It's like the entire the entire roster has has all sort of single file line gone into whatever hellscape is in that running back room in San Francisco. And they're all getting worked on by the same people. Right. This is the same thing that happened last year. The giant, the, the 49ers were ravaged by injuries last year as well. And I think the year before that, too. I mean, is this uh, up to the strength and conditioning staff? At a point, I mean, no, these dudes are fucking professionals. They, uh, th- it's on the players. Okay, to keep their bodies in shape. Yeah, it's different. I blame, I blame it on Mark Twain. You know, the coldest winter you ever had was the San Francisco summer. So something's mm. going on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well played. 
I like that very much. It's I think Jason there. Verrett is getting close to coming back, but I don't think it's going to help tremendously with, you know, missing nine of your starters on defense for San Fran. Not yeah. against the Chiefs. You could pull that off against the Giants, maybe. Yeah. Against the Chiefs, that's a different story. Uh, no yeah. dice. No dice yeah, this there. This is the NFL's – one of the NFL's highest scoring offenses. Um, this is going to be a tough test for Garoppolo and the bunch to, to keep up. How much ball control are we thinking here, Coulter, with game script? From San Fran, uh, that's that's the formula. That's it. All day, every day. Uh, Jeff Wilson, he he dropped a fumble that went for a touchdown. He did get back in the game. Shanahan loves Jeff Wilson. I thought that was very telling that he did put him back in. I mean, the game script was just, you know, they were playing from two touchdowns the whole time. So I, I don't know. I don't really feel good about this run game for San Fran this week because I don't think it's they have that luxury. They, they won't be able to play the game they want. Yeah, Wilson has 400 yards on the year. I mean, that's pretty yeah, good. He, he's playing great. It's just uh, the game script is is going to write him out of this one, I feel like. Yeah, I think you're correct. And, you know, I was thinking about when we were going over Kansas City, Buffalo, I lost Wi-Fi for a minute there, but I was looking at Juju's success rate versus zone. So he tends to play better against teams in zone. And he did break a tackle and scamper down the sideline for that touchdown. If uh, it was a better tackle, that probably wouldn't have – he probably wouldn't even had a touchdown of the day. But um, I'm not so sure what, if the 49ers run more man or zone. Do either of you guys know about that? I'm just trying to, like, target who could uh, make some plays here for the Chiefs. Who could stand out? Well, I imagine they're going to run a lot of zone. with. I mean, Wufunga's in concussion protocol. They used him like a queen on a chessboard. Yep. So they're going to have to, like, utilize – I mean, they're still only giving up 14.8 points somehow, uh, even after the 28. But – I, I would imagine they're going to go with a lot of zone because Greenlaw, you know, he can only cover so much ground, you know, their linebackers can only do so much. So they're going to have to do some zone with their secondary. All right. That makes sense. I think the biggest concern, uh, I mean, even outside of that defense is the fact that Mike McGlinchey and Trent Williams are probably not going to play in this game. They're, well, they're both questionable. We don't know. Um, Mike McGlinchey is yeah, an ace run blocker and not so great at pass blocking and obviously losing arguably the best offensive lineman in the game in Trent Williams is not going to help a team that relies on that, on that running game. I, I'm, if I had to guess, if I were to put a bet on it, I think it's less likely that Kyle Shanahan figures out a way to scheme around having backup tackles mm -hmm. than it is them you know, just struggling to move the ball. And obviously, we, you know, we know that this, if this game is put on the the shoulders of Jimmy Garoppolo, odds are that's not going to be enough to keep up with Pat Mahomes. I think this, this is a Sunday night game and this might be the most high profile game we have this week. That's unfortunate. I, I think this is pretty clear cut. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Looking through the game, the, the game log for this week, it is depressing. Yeah. Sad times, but you know, what's not depressing, at least for us. Mm, the pronunciation game. Uh, these are words Evan can't say. Get your phone very close to your face uh, and let's see inside your nostrils as you try to read these names. <laughs> Rules are you may not opt out of any of these. Uh, you may, you must attempt all of them. And since Patrick uh, betrayed you and didn't show up, it is all up to you. That's all right, uh, this Patrick. Is first go gentleman. Go Steelers. Yeah, go Steelers. Uh, Clemson quarterback. We're not sure. Uh, if he's going to be drafted, it looks like he may have played his way back into the 2023 NFL draft. At one point, he was consensus number one. What is his name? Oh, man, I, I don't know. I, I, if it's college football, I do not know the, uh, the, the name. <laughs> uh, do you want me to look it up and try to uh, pronounce I don't. it? Oh, mm. no. Oh, yeah. no. That's oh, against no. the rules. You go directly off the page. Use your eyeballs and <laughs> suffer right through it, Iggy. Go oh, ahead. Oh, sorry. I had to go back. Okay. I'm, now I see it. Uh, whew, uh, DJ Ugalalali. Man. I liked it. I mean, it, no, it's not close. I really enjoyed it, though, Ryan. It's very good. It's DJ Ui Ungalale, very much like Tua Tungo Vailoa. Okay. That man. Samoan AG sound. Coulter. All right, this next guy, next guy is a defensive end drafted by the Chiefs. He now plays down in the Bayou with the Saints. Uh, he played college ball at Villanova. What's his name? Tanua Kasapakongan. Yeah, I wow. like that. that I'm, was, I'm that loving was every second of this. That was, I really that was enjoyed wild. that. So yeah. wrong, so zesty. Colt? Yeah, it, it's it's actually Tano 
capacity on that. That K hits hard, and then and then yeah, it gets like all smooth lot, and French on you in the middle there. Okay, man. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm probably worse than AJ in this game. So congratulations. That was AJ. fun though, man. I really enjoyed that. I, yeah, those are great. Um, <laughs> delight, AJ. Your turn. This is. Um, uh, an offensive center. He went to Wisconsin and now he's down in Dallas um, and he's got Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush's hands all over his nards. He's made about 85% of cheese. Uh, what is his name though? Tyler Bedizas. Mm, that very is much like perfect. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> I love Tyler Bedizas so very much. It is Tyler <laughs> Biotish or Tyler Badass is also acceptable. Yeah, that was a delight. I really liked the way you did that. <laughs> Coulter. Hey, this next guy is a uh, outside linebacker for the new for the New York Giants. G-Man, uh, he played at Old Dominion. He's playing a little better this year. He, he had a poor showing last year, but Brian Dable's got him rocking. What's his name? Ashani Shaminas. Mm. It's not bad. It's, I think you tried too hard on that one. Yeah. Not, well, on the first part, but he's one of the few to get that little shimmy at the beginning. Yeah, of the last exactly. That, that's 66%. That was my reaction. So it, it's actually O'Shane Shimenez. Yep. That's two thirds uh, points. This is probably the most um, unfriendly, mysterious, mysterious and unfriendly names on yeah. this list. Yeah, so, well, there's true. one that's unfriendly to everyone, but yeah. Uh, Brian Ryan. doesn't count. Uh, this I would one say is they friendly. all are unfriendly to me at the moment. But. <laughs> no, buddy. This one's Indeed. friendly to everyone. This guy is a former first-round draft pick out of Auburn. Uh, he has been a, a, a humongous disappointment to Dolphins fans. Uh, what is his name? Noah Mbigawahe. Noah Mbigawahe. There we go. Mm, I liked that a lot. Yeah, gorgeous, man. These are so, so good. <laughs> I, don't I like him better than the, the originals. It's it's Noah Igbenogany. Oh man, that's a cool last <laughs> name. Right? Yeah, it's it's the coolest name here, I I, I believe. And yeah, it's it, very fun when you do learn to say it. I I I, I liken it to skiing. Once you get delight. it down, it's just fabulous. Nice. Yeah. Coulter? Uh, Jay. Uh, Coulter, excuse me. Yeah, Iggy, this next guy, he's my favorite one on the list. He is a wide receiver, sometimes a return specialist, sometimes. For uh, formerly of the Patriots, uh, darling up there for a couple seasons. Now he is uh, suiting up for uh, Steelers Sundays. He's a pretty handsome guy. What's his name? He, oh, he did play uh, for the Beavers of Bemidji State mm-hmm. as well. Beavers of Bemidji. I'll get you a face full of beaver. Bemidji <laughs> Beaver. I'm a fan. Um, Gunnar Uslaski. Gunnar. <laughs> That's a new one. I love it. Oh very, man, very good. these are so funny. It, it's uh, it's Gunnar Olszewski. Olszewski. Okay, yeah, I, I, I appreciate your 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 confidence stepping. I in did that like Gunnar though. Yeah, <laughs> that's very very good. I think I worked with the Gunther. One. So once I saw the ski at the end, you know, I was like, well, yeah, it's gotta be so. It's cool. gotta be Gunnar. Yeah. <laughs> I like it a lot. AJ. Uh, so this is Navy's head coach. Uh, a thorn in all of my parts for many, many moons, uh, about 10 of them. If you're counting moons as years, uh, he's a seemingly a very good guy, but he tells his players to go for everyone's knees. And I'm not such a big fan of that, but what's his name? That's coach in coach. N. It is coach. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, kid, kid, Numatololo. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and say yes. Yeah. Let's I think we can we'll, give we'll him that. Yeah, yeah, we can give him that one. Ken Niamatololo, uh, but uh, full points. Full points. Yeah. There we go. This, this next to last fella is a linebacker, edge rusher out of the University of Oklahoma. Uh, he may or may not play in a bowl game this year. They still have to beat a lot of very good Big 12 teams. What's his name? David Nguagube. Okay. You added some syllables <laughs> in there. <laughs> All right. I'll accept oh, it. <laughs> it's not right, but I will accept it. I will. I will also accept it's it. It's David Aguayu. David Aguayu. Okay, and uh, this is going to be just magical based on what we've heard so far. Go ahead and give this one a shot, Iggy. Uh, this is the uh, kicker uh, for. Is it still the Texans? Is he still toiling he away is down still there? In toiling in Houston. Yes. Kafirian. John Christie. Yeah. Keep going. Kaimanulumake, Ayakakamapua, Fairbairn. 
Yep, that sounds right that's to me. Per- I think that's perfect. And now we clap. Nailed it. Congratulations tonight's winner of the McCork Award. It's you got Iggy. the McCorkle. Congratulations, Iggy. Last last episode's winner is well Casey played, Myers. sir. Uh, gentlemen, it's very late. Uh, let's give an SW round of applause. Uh, SWF round of applause to Iggy oh, yeah. for taking the time to join us tonight. Iggy, it's very late. Clearly, you have children. Uh, and thank you for joining us for our malarkey and shenanigans. Mostly the malarkey. Uh, Iggy, plug your stuff. I did earlier. Uh, but I want to hear it from you. Tell people where they can find you, what you're doing, and um, tell us about the life. Kawasaki's. Yeah, yeah tell, the us, Kawasaki's tell, us how, tell us how we can help. Yeah, so 16, uh, we raised over $1,600. I didn't do that. That's what the charity league raised. We split that amongst two nations and two foundations and two nations. If you want to find me, man, IDP Iggy, uh, the show, uh, I got a show coming out with Bob Harris this Friday, should be tomorrow. Uh, you know, so I'm really pumped about that on the Twitter space, 1 nice. a.m. Uh, but you can Ooh. normally just find me IDP underscore Iggy. Hit me up with any questions you got. Uh, kind of turned myself more into a better as of lately, my third or fourth year betting pretty competitively. So hit me up with any of those questions as well. Thank you for being a part of the show, guys. I really enjoyed it. We appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, great to have you so, you so much. Look, the man's got kids. Back. He's got kids and it's very late. He deserves a round of applause. Ryan, take us home. All right, boys. Thanks for listening to the Shawi Football Podcast. Please, please subscribe to our freshly shaven podcast on any platform, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. Leave us a five-star review wherever you do listen. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at SWF underscore podcast. Uh, listeners, take a second, retweet new episodes on Thursday mornings, and then tune in 3.30 Eastern time on ABC to watch our beloved Texas Longhorns against the Oklahoma State Cowboys in Stillwater. Go Pokes, Texas is back.